Good morning, good morning. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, if we haven't met, my name is James. I'm one of the pastors on staff at the Chapel Sydney. Very nice to meet you. Uh, if you're joining us online, thank you for joining us. Um, please excuse my voice. I wasn't partying all night yesterday night. <laughs> that was not me, but maybe Joyce over there. And so please excuse my voice this morning. Well, I wonder if you've had time to reflect on this past year, 2022. Was it a year where all your dreams came true? Maybe, you know, you found the job of your dreams. Maybe you found the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with. Or maybe 2022 was filled with heartache, disappointments, broken relationships. Maybe it was the hardest year of your life. Whatever highs, whatever lows you've gone through, you know, we don't need to live and be stuck in 2022. But in order for us to move on, there needs to be some sort of reflection and contemplation. For us at the Chapel City, 2022 was actually a big year. We had our first full year at Burwood. Yes, it's only been one year since we officially gathered here. We had our safe ministry uh, training in January. We inducted Pastor Mel into pastoral ministry. We went to camp in May uh, to the tops, which there are some photos there. Uh, which was an amazing time. You can just scroll through that. Yeah, which was an amazing time uh, where we spent three days just connecting with God and uh, connecting with, with each other. It was also a time where we were immensely blessed with the dancing skills of uh, Joyce Lee and uh, Sung Wu Hong, wherever he's at. And so we've got a little snippet of that for you. <laughs> There we go. There we go. How blessed are we from seeing that? <laughs> we celebrated nine years at the Chapel Sydney. We had our second checkpoint conference. We had some of you guys come in and clean the inside and outside of the church at some working bees. Uh, we started our neighborhood barbecues. We had uh, a donation of new chairs and new tables. We gave carloads and carloads of food uh, and items to St. Paul's to help feed those in need. We celebrated engagements, baptisms, marriages, new babies, and new members of the church. We officially took over the manse, and we invited AB to live next door. That's beautiful face of AB. <clears throat> we invited AB to live next door as, as long as he mowed the grass, which he's done a couple of times, so thank you. You know, we will send our first missions team since covid and we've had Pastor Steve go on his well-deserved sabbatical. As you can see, there's, there's a lot that happened in 2022. And sometimes we just need to look back in order to move forward. And so I encourage you, uh, before you start writing your goals and targets for 2023, uh, reflect on this past year. And thank God that he closed some doors. Thank God that uh, you missed some opportunities because God is still in control. And maybe you're exactly right where God wants you to be. So today as we start 2023, the very first day of the year, I want to challenge us to live this year as people who prioritize the things of God. You know, every year we try to center and anchor our church around a specific phrase or a specific word. 
And lastly, it was the church gathered and the church scattered. And it's centered around the book of Acts. You know, this year I believe that God has put on our hearts to be a people, a church, who live by faith, who are marked out, who mark out 2023 as a year set apart for the Lord. And so this year, the phrase, the word for us as a church is by faith. We want 2023 to be a year where we're walking by faith, where we fix our eyes on Jesus. You know, this phrase by faith, it comes from Hebrews chapter 11, where the writer of Hebrews, he highlights the role of faith in the lives of these amazing Old Testament characters. You know, how amazing would it be if we get to the end of 2023 and we can confidently say, by faith, we got to the end. By faith, we trusted God to move. By faith, we were obedient to his word. And so today, we're going to see through scripture what it means to live by faith. We're going to see two things. Number one, we're going to see that living by faith means trusting in his ways. And number two, Living by faith means knowing that God can do the impossible. So number one, living by faith means trusting in his ways. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is confident in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. What the writer of Hebrews is saying is that faith involves action. It requires an element of trust to be taken in response to God and his promises. It's not exactly walking by faith if we know every single step of the way. I love this definition of faith. Faith is confidence that results in action carried out in a variety of situations by ordinary people in response to the unseen God and his promises. Let that marinate a bit. And it goes on to say that faith involves people orientating their lives to God and his values. Has anyone ever gone bungee jumping or skydiving? You know, there's an element of faith that you need in the equipment, the rope, the skydiving teacher. You know, walking by faith is like going bungee jumping or skydiving. But the difference is that, that God is not just your parachute, but he's your skydiving buddy. He's your pilot. He's your safety net. Living by faith is trusting that God knows what he's doing. If you've ever read Hebrews 11, you'll see that it's a long list of Old Testament characters who lived by faith. And this chapter is commonly referred to as the, the Faith Hall of Fame. You know, all these Old Testament characters, they lived in obedience and trust in God. Now, did they live perfect lives? Not really. You know, if they were to apply for a job at church here or any other church around us, they would all fail the safe ministries aspect. You know, David was an adulterer and murderer. Abraham had multiple wives. Solomon had 700 wives. Jacob was a liar. Noah got drunk. Moses was a murderer. Yet all these people are described in the Bible as people who lived by faith. You know, in 2023, we're not going to live perfect lives. But living by faith means trusting in God's ways. Isaiah 55.9 says, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God says that his ways are higher, that his ways are better, that his ways are more superior. When we try and understand God from our perspective, we'll, we'll never understand. We'll never get the answers. 
when we try to make sense of a loss or a disaster, we just won't understand. But the Bible gives us something better than an answer. It gives us a promise. A promise that God's ways are higher, that his plans are part of a bigger plan. You know, Abraham is often called the father of faith. Why? Because his story, his life is an illustration of faith. Both Abraham and his wife Sarah, they they walked by faith. They both trusted that the creator God was also the covenantal God. That the promises that God makes, he keeps. Genesis 12, 1-4 says, The Lord had said to Abraham, this was before his name changed to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him. Think about the faith that you need just to get up from your home and move and go. It's like God telling you to, to go to Sydney Airport. Grab your, grab your bags, your passport, and just wait for God at, say, the departures gate. And when you get there, he'll tell you which country to go to. How crazy is that? But that's what's happening here. Hebrews 11 sums it up nicely. Uh, Hebrews 11.8 says, By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as as his inheritance, obeyed and went. Even though he did not know where he was going, by faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. Abraham shows us the realness of his faith by obeying God. That when he didn't know where he was going, he trusted God. If your faith doesn't turn into some sort of action, then is it really faith at all? What Abraham was doing was he was jumping out of a plane with God. God was his safety net. If God let him down, or if God backed out of all his promises then Abraham would would ultimately fall to his death. I wonder for you what this will look like in your life in 2023. In what areas do you need to trust God? Maybe you once trusted, trusted in God, but now because of the hardships and sufferings, maybe you trust in no one else but yourself. Maybe today is the day that you finally say, God, I want to live by faith, trusting in you. Maybe you trusted God in your relationships or in your finances. And now you're not where you, ought, where you thought you'd be. And you're doubting God's faithfulness. Can I just encourage you? God is still in control. As we read before, his ways are higher than our ways. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. So be encouraged. Living by faith is not meant to be easy. But it's meant to point us to the creator. Number two. Living by faith means knowing God can do the impossible. Listen to these impossible scenarios. A square circle, a four-sided triangle, a married bachelor, time travel, immortality, being without your phones for a day. We see in Genesis 12 an impossible scenario. God promises that he would make Abraham into a great nation, right? 
The problem was that Abraham was 75 years old and his wife was barren, meaning that she couldn't have any children. This is an impossible scenario. Fast forward to Genesis 15. Abraham is about 10 years older and his wife is still barren. And it's at this point that Abraham, the father of faith, he begins to doubt God. And in God's grace and kindness to him, he encourages Abraham. Listen to what God says to Abraham. Uh, Genesis 15, 1-6. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless, and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, look up at the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can count them, then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Verse 6, Abraham believed the Lord and it credited to him as righteousness. You know, as with every single one of us, we're all flawed. And we get impatient and we try to hurry things along. And that's what we see Abraham do in Genesis 16. He once again begins to doubt God's promises. And he tries to help God along, right? He tries to help God along by conceiving a child through his wife, uh, his wife's maidservant, Hagar. But the promises of God to Abraham is clear. A son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. So Abraham, in a moment of doubt, he tries to take things into his own hands. And he tries to make things happen in his own efforts. But if you read the whole story, it ends up creating frustration, pain, and misery. And so when Abraham is 99 years old, and his wife is truly, truly past the age of childbearing, God appears to them and tells them, within a year, you're going to have a child. Now, this is absolutely insane. Because all human biology, science, and the natural laws of life tell us that this is impossible. But we serve a God who is not bound by space or time or the laws of human biology. We serve a God who can in an instant form planets and stars and open the womb of a 99-year-old woman. And this God is faithful to his word. He is a promise keeper. Living by faith means knowing that God can do the impossible. No, I'm not talking about like God giving you a mansion in Mossman or, or God letting you win the lottery, which he, he definitely can. I'm not talking about these materialistic things, but I'm talking about God doing the impossible in your heart. God healing the brokenness, the pain, the bitterness, the disappointments. God can do the impossible in your life in your family, in our community. You know, the only thing that we need to do is abide in Him and stay faithful to Him, to live by faith knowing that God is working, that He's working the good and the bad for His glory. Now, am I saying that if you stay faithful to God, God will grant you everything that you wish for? Or that you'll live life without any issues? Not really. God is not a genie in a bottle. Living by faith is not a way to get God to do what we want. Living by faith changes us 
not God. So how do we live in 20, how do we live by faith in 2023? Well, the writer of Hebrews gives us the answer. Hebrews 12, 1 to 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance to the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. We live by faith in 2023 by fixing our eyes on Jesus, by throwing off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Have you ever gone to the beach and you're swimming and and you feel like a sharp pain on your arm and then it moves to your legs and then you try to swat it away with your hands but then the sting goes to your hands? You know, one of the, one of the biggest blessings um, of going to a beach in Australia is getting stung by a blue bottle. I feel like that should be the way you become an Australian citizen. You just get stung because it's like everyone does it. You know, but they say that if you get stung, don't try and wipe it away with your hands because it gets all over your hands. The tentacles will end up entangling around your hand. You'll end up with intense pain for uh, hours to months. That's what they say. Um, but just like how blue bottles will sting and entangle us, causing immense pain, Hebrews 12 tells us if we don't throw off the sins in our lives, sin will entangle us. It will sting, and the cause and the pain uh, that it will cause will be brokenness. It will cause families and marriages to break down, and ultimately, it will blur our vision of Jesus. And so we live by faith in 2023 by fixing our, our eyes on Jesus. You know, I want to encourage you this week to spend time just to sit before God, really carve it out, and ask Him to show you what to throw off in your life. And God will, show, will he'll start showing you things. You know, it's rarely a massive lightning bolt that God shows up with, but it's often that gentle nudge that God is uh, nudging in your heart. What is it that you need to throw off? What is it that is hindering you from walking closer to God in 2023? And just a quick tip on uh, setting goals and targets in 2023. You know, a better way to see it is by setting rhythms and formations. With goals, it's a very linear thing. But once you achieve that goal or target, that's it. You've crossed that finish line. But if you, if you form healthy rhythms and formations, it becomes more about who you become rather than what you get done. You know, goals are linear and resemble a straight line. Whereas formations, rhythms, they're more like a circle. You're constantly coming back to that practice. You know, goals are usually about the end result where formations are about the process. And it's in the process that we actually discover who we are. You know, every, uh, as a church, as uh, Pastor Mel mentioned, we start our first week in prayer and fasting. We give it to God. Now, why do we do that? We do that to fix our eyes on Jesus. We do that to recalibrate our hearts back to the Creator because we can't do 2023 without God. We will be giving this week to God in prayer and fasting. And the purpose of fasting 
is to take our eyes off the things of the world and focus completely on God. It helps us to reorientate our hearts back to God. You know, in Scripture, fasting is, is, is almost always fasting from food, but there's other ways to fast. Social media, entertainment, your phone, your sleep. Fasting is giving up something temporarily to focus all your attention on God. You know, when we give up something, we replace it with prayer and reading the Word. I know some of you guys already do intermittent fasting for your physical health. But biblical fasting is different. It's not intended to be a dieting method or a way to lose weight fast. But it's meant to deepen your relationship with God. And so what you choose to fast is between you and God. But please hear me on this. Please use wisdom in how you're going to fast. If you're a diabetic, it's probably best not to fast food. If you're working full-time, then use wisdom in how to navigate your week. If you've never fasted, then start with one meal. Don't go full, full week fast. Remember the goal of fasting is to take our eyes off the things of the world and fix it back onto Jesus. If you're a leader in this place or if you're involved in any capacity with our church, then you need to be there this week. This is so vitally important for us. Because if we're not on our knees crying out to God for our church, then who is? If you're new or you're not sure whether you want to commit to commit or not, then, then let me ask you a couple of questions. Are you needing God to become greater in your life? Are you struggling with anxiety, depression, health issues? Are you needing direction in your life? Are you struggling in your marriage? Are you struggling in your family life? Do you have family members that don't know God? You know, if you answered yes to any of these questions, then what a better way to start 2023? By fixing our eyes on Jesus, seeking God on our knees in prayer and fasting. You know, the reality is that every single one of us, we will carry into 2023 uh, sins that entangle us. You know, some of us are carrying the burdens of sins from our past. We're carrying the bitterness of broken relationships. Some of us, we're dealing with sins that we haven't been able to break for years and years. And some of us will carry that into 2023. But the good news of the gospel is that we don't need to carry that into 2023. Listen again to what the writer of Hebrews encourages us with. Verse 1. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. The reason why we can live by faith in 2023 and throw off the sins that so easily entangles is because Jesus endured the cross. Jesus accomplished the perfection of our faith by his sacrificial death on the cross. He cleared the path so that we may run to him. The way is open for us to live in communion and relationship with God the Father. It says the joy set before him, Jesus, he endured the cross. What was the joy? 
It was doing his father's will of bringing salvation to the world, to you and to me. You know, you may be here and all throughout 2022, you've tried to fulfill your moral duties to God by trying to do good and be good. You've tried to strive to earn your, your salvation, your standing with God. Friends, there's nothing that we can do to earn our salvation. There's nothing that we can do to earn our standing with God. The gospel tells us that Jesus did all the work. Jesus came as fully human, fully God, took on our sins, died on the cross, and rose again. And it's only through Jesus that we are made right with God. And so in 2023, let's let go of the sin that so easily entangles. Let's run to Jesus and mark this year as a watershed moment where we walked with God like never before. Let's close our eyes in prayer.